All right, gentlemen, are we ready? We are radically ready. Give me a file and ready. Always ready. Bro! Another episode of Geek Anthology. I am. I was born in the eighties. Uh, sort of. I am Neil. I'm joined this week by the totally tubular Ben, Mike, Wookie. Apparently, neither of them can come with anything clever. <laughs> that's because that's <clears throat> the eighties were not. So, the eighties were not as formative to them. I've got eighties hair. Uh, <laughs> you have eternal hair. Yes, I do. Uh, so, uh, we had promised last week that we were going to talk about Stranger Things. Uh, we are going to kind of keep that promise. Half uh, of it. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk about half of it. We're going to talk about season season one of Stranger Things uh, in uh, a semi-reoccurring segment that, we're gonna, that I'm going to be calling uh, Late to the Party. Um, or something along those lines. We haven't uh, late to the party is the best name we've been able to come up with so far. Essentially, where we re- review things that aren't current but are still worthy of review, um, uh, and do so as though it were something that was new. So, if you haven't seen it, it's new to you. Exactly, and I had not seen it. So, like, <clears throat> eventually, we're going to do a review of the Shawshank Redemption because apparently, Wookie's never seen it. Ooh. Hooray. It's a great movie. I mean, boo that he hasn't seen it. It's a good movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and at that point, we will do that following same rules. Uh, no spoilers, followed by spoilers, uh, with a little bit of music in between. And, of course, always, This Week in Geek, sponsored by no one in particular currently. Does Shaw redeem himself? Um, <laughs> or does he get shamed? Uh, um, and... Um, as well as the spoiler of the week. So, uh, this week in Geek, what do we have? Well, Future Man just started, uh, went live on... Hulu. Hulu. Um, so I believe 13 episodes dropped today. On recording day, November 14th. Yep. And then we have also on Hulu The Runaways coming up the 21st. Very much looking forward to that. Yes. We got a lot of releases this month. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah we're we're spoiled. For example, November, Friday we have this Friday we have coming out uh, the Punisher and Justice League. You can't and, then, and video game wise, Star Wars Battlefront Two. Yeah, I have a busy Friday. <laughs> it's actually one of the things I was going to mention for this yeah. week in Geek is I saw that there are some early reviews and they are mixed and the consensus is. It's a great game, but the loot crate bullshit is kind of ruining the game. Yeah, the gen- the absolute uh, general, the, the absolute consensus of uh, communities has been this loot crate bullshit is complete and utter bullshit. Yeah, because EA is going to EA. Yeah. Yep. Um, but apparently, the single player campaign is really cool, and the game is gorgeous, and and they've already it's they just announced better than the first one. I mean, that's a very low bar in my humble opinion, but yeah. They, there was no real campaign in the first one. There was not a campaign, this yeah. is true. What did they just announce, Wookie? Um, free DLC expanding the campaign that'll be out in December. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's because they're trying to placate their already hemorrhaging player base. Mm-hmm. 
like, no, like so, to be seen. Well, they're also they're listening to the players. Like um, one of the complaints about um, not the leveling system, but like the cost of unlocking heroes was that it was too high. So they announced that as of when the game launches, the cost of unlocking heroes is going to be severely cut. Yeah, I mean, I consider that a wash because. Yeah. It's more I, the vibe I get is more oh shit damage control than a yeah. genuine like oh we want to respond that, to player feedback. That is absolutely the vibe that I'm getting out of everything too. Yeah. Um, and honestly, um, as much as I like Star Wars, I wish the license would die in EA's hands so that somebody who is competent and not evil could pick it up. <laughs> See, I played the beta and it didn't feel like the. That was because okay. you, you couldn't buy things. In the beta, that's the real. Well, it had it had the crates. Yes, and but you could you could buy them with credits you earned in the game. Yes, it did not have it to where you could uh, buy them with real you money. Didn't have microtransactions. But still, I was earning credits fast enough that it didn't matter. That was because it was accelerated for the beta too. No, it wasn't. I would be very surprised if it were if it, if that is not the case, but. The main complaint, and it's a very, very valid campaign complaint, is that the game is pay-to-win. <clears throat> because you can use real money to buy literal power in the game. That will take you... Uh, they, they did make an announcement today, because I was... Uh, or recently, in the last couple days, that it takes, uh, a that it takes on average about 40 hours of playtime to unlock one of the heroes. If that is the only thing you're working towards... Which is, whereas talking about this, they yeah. that's what the original cost of the heroes, which has now been cut seventy five percent. Yeah, I mean, I'm heroes. taking I'm taking the reviews with a, a grain of salt because a lot mm -hmm. of it is from the early non revised stuff. Yeah. Uh, also, apparently, you, uh, you also you apparently you earn seventy percent less. Uh, well, that's just that's from just the campaign. That's just clearing the campaign, and the reason that is is because the idea was. <clears throat> by clearing the campaign, it's like, hey, look, you've got enough credits to unlock this main character from the campaign, and that campaign character cost was reduced by 75%. Yeah. So that's just keeping in line with the same reward. So don't get me wrong, I, I you know, I don't want to be carrying EA's water, but fair is fair. And that mm. was just kind of the same yeah. design adjusted. Yeah, so all of the characters, that's kind of a, all the heroes have long. been reduced by 75%. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's the it, same It's still result. bullshit. I'm sorry, I will, I will not... I, I, I don't care if the game's good. The system, the implementation of how you power up and everything is complete bullshit and... Well, that specific yeah. thing is, uh, you know, giving people the wrong impression. So it's not about, you know, an individual's opinion about the game. It's about being honest and consistent about what's mm -hmm. actually happening with the design of the game. You can not like a game and also still accurately describe what's happening with well, the game. I have given, the intent I have given was to give them the, the hero. Now the hero costs 75% less. Therefore, the credits you get at the end is 75% less. Okay. Just because you're not suddenly getting a lot of extra shit doesn't mean that it's shortchanging somebody else. Well, I still maintain that... that, that I'm not trying to change your mind. I'm just <laughs> describing... The thing, and I'll admit that my that mo most of my information is secondhand, but still, I don't. I'm not. I'm unhappy. I don't care as much about the crate system and that people can, because you can't like find a upgrade that you like and just flat out buy it. It is still gambling. You're buying crates and hoping for the best, 
And I know from experience that just because someone has better stuff doesn't mean they're guaranteed going to win because I've shot plenty of people out of the air that had better stuff. Yeah, I mean, some, some of it can be a little exaggerated because generally the people that are going to be able to just quickly buy that kind of stuff... Um, they could be shitty players. Extremely lucky are going to be the whales that are buying up a lot of stuff. And, of course, you know, generally speaking, the whales aren't going to be as good because the point is they don't have the time to play the game. Therefore... Unless they're just inherently really good at the game, they're probably not going to be that great at it. But anyway, that's a whole other conversation with microtransactions and blah, blah, blah. Microtransaction uh, culture is bullshit. (coughs) Like, the way way games are monetized. I agree. I would argue that it is a business model, not a culture. Nobody's forcing anyone to participate. I agree. So you should have equal vitriol for the people that choose to put the money on it. I do. Because they're perpetuating the bullshit system. Fair enough. I agree it's bullshit, but I'm not going to let it keep me from enjoying games that I know I'm going to love. Like Shadow right. of War, I've loved it despite... Yeah, it all depends on... It's the critical mass of whether it's going to be uh, implemented in such a way that it's actually going to detract enough from the game for you to not find it worth playing, getting the game. And it's sad that you have to make that value judgment in the first place because they're going with that business model. And I am yeah. getting... Battlefront Two more for the campaign than the multiplayer. So yeah, I mean I agree. With, I agree with both of your points. I just <laughs> same I, reason I always got Halo. I look at it on an individual basis. You know, like okay, if it's still a game I want, I'm not going to let that uh, this business model they choose to pursue deprive me of a game I would buy anyway and enjoy anyway, and then in fact mm-hmm. do so. But at the same time, I am inherently against it philosophically mm-hmm. and generally. It's not worth it, so I don't participate yeah. in those things. So I also have an yeah. aversion to it too. So I'm somewhere in between. My aversion to it. I'll still I get it if I think it. it's worth getting, but I yeah. it does annoy me. Uh, it annoys me more the the worse it's implemented. Yeah, and my aversion to it only goes so far as <coughs> I will wait for it to be on sale. Now, now admittedly, I'm never going to buy Battlefront because I don't like that style of game. Shooters. I like shooters. I don't like third person shooters. Yeah. I believe uh, that I one you can play either way. First. In any case, but yeah, I understand. Um, but yeah, I don't, and I don't like games. and yeah, I've never, I don't like battlefield, uh, battlefield slash like Call of Duty esque games. The shooters that I, um, the, the kind of shooters that I really like, um, I really like. Um, Doom is great. Doom was a fantastic game. You like game. the old school. Wolfenstein was great. Um, Wolfenstein, Doom. Over the top stuff. shooters. Yeah, well, oddly <laughs> enough, that and Counter-Strike. Um, I didn't play much Go, but I really loved Counter-Strike Source, and I liked Team Fortress 2, and I would probably really like Overwatch if I ever got around to buying it. Well, yeah, those are smaller scale, smaller maps, like mm-hmm. team-based, but not like a massive amount. So yeah, I like, yeah I, like, I like small squad-based um, yeah. shooters more than... Like, the biggest game of, of Counter-Strike I ever played was 16 on 16. Oh, um, another big piece of news I want to get to before I forget. Um, we, we mentioned it earlier, and it was still just talks. Now it's official that Amazon is going to be making that Lord of the Rings show. And it's apparently going to be a prequel to the Lord of the Rings. Yes. Right. It is. They have ordered a multi-season show that will take place before, Lord, uh, before Fellowship of the Ring. And part of the deal includes possible spinoffs. Yep. Okay. Well, Ben's asleep. I'm just studying his resting eyelids. my eyes. <laughs> I just like we're discussing stuff outside of yeah. his knowledge base. So. To be fair, actually, we would know if Ben was asleep. 
He snores. Yes, so he does. You. <laughs> <laughs> so with the audience. Yes. Um, yeah, ben, that, do you have anything to, to... that made me very happy about the mm-hmm. Amazon deal? Do you yeah. have anything to say currently? Um, the other things that I'm looking forward to, you know, I've already I've already covered. Yeah. So. And it is um, New Line is also involved, so it will likely still use Weta. So yeah, the aesthetic right. will likely still be the same That's of what we're yeah. used to. Cool. And the Tolkien estate is involved, so we will likely be able to get a lot of the stories that we're wanting. That's good. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with the with the Lord with the We've got a sixty year gap that they can mess with <coughs> the stuff yeah. from the Silmarillion. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna completely screw up your Middle Earth campaign though. Nah. <laughs> canon will just be what 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 what. <laughs> Not to mention when you're running a game, canon is whatever you say it is. Hey, I enjoyed ch- the Shadow of w- Middle Earth. Uh, Shadow, the Shadow of War one shot. Yeah. Well, just Shadow of War. Oh, you just made the story in the game. Yeah, those stories, which is completely non-canon. non-canon. Yeah. Completely. Doesn't he like kill Sauron at the end of Slime? No. No. Okay. Uh, but there's no way that that story is canon. It could easily fit within the story. Um, even what they do with Shiloh makes sense, even though they never discuss it in any of the books. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, personal news in Geek, I am an uncle for the second time as of our recording. Hooray! Uh, young... Quincy, I can't remember the middle the, the middle name, Cordray, born this b- born this morn, or Yep. <laughs> so, I once again have two uh, two extended uh, family members that I have to try and be the cool uncle now to, <laughs> which is difficult because I don't live anywhere near them and the other uncle does and. <laughs> It's okay. So just keep sending them stuff randomly. Plan, the plan is to, try, is to try and have money um, so that I can be the cool rich uncle. Um, <laughs> uh, um, what else was it? There was something else we spoiler were, of the week. that was going to be said. Well, besides the spoiler of the week. Um, oh, well, the drink of the week. What is Neil drinking? Uh, what is Neil drinking tonight? He is drinking a Maple 43. Um... Which was a, co- a cocktail that was apparently invented for uh, as a as a Stranger Things cocktail. Uh, it's two ounces of Jim Beam Maple, one ounce of Liquor Forty Three, except it didn't have that, so I used Tuaka, um, and a teaspoon of maple syrup, and then you garnish with a waffle. Pro tip: you can just tell them what it is because they don't know. They don't know what you. I like to give people the recipe so they can drink along at home. Yeah, that's my point, is just getting the recipe and leave it at that. <clears throat> you can add an additional replacement. Things yeah. can get confusing. Because, well, I've, I've got to be accurate. In any case. Um, spoiler of the week. Leia is Luke's sister. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, dun, dun, dun. We picked that one because yeah. Stranger Things... Um, is set in what 82, 83, 83. Well, season two starts up in eighty three, or at least it's set, the first scene is in eighty three. Uh, that starts in the first scene. The 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 bank heist is in eighty three. I literally just watched season two, episode one earlier today. 
and so. six or eight, I couldn't tell which one on her tattoo, um, it, it happened in 83. Well, either way, it's still in the Stranger Things. Yeah. That's getting into spoilers for season two, so... Um, although it's in the first scene, so fuck it. Yeah, um, I don't think that's a spoiler. So yeah, uh, Stranger Things. Um, spoiler-free things to say and then spoilery, even though it's a year old at this point. Because mm-hmm. we're late to the show, late to the party, whatever the heck we're calling it. Right. Um, no, really, I am. I think the, oh, these three had all seen it before. Yep. When it came out, yeah. Yeah, as soon as it came out. Well, the, the other thing to note here is that when it comes to Netflix, it kind of exists on a different, or any, you know, streaming service, mm-hmm. really. Uh, it kind of exists on a different continuum, right? Yeah. Because something comes out and it's like, hey, guys, it's out, and it's just all out at the same time. And if, for whatever reason, you don't get around to watching that, it might be a month, it might be a year, it might be six months. It's all the same to you, where you're behind this is the true. curve. Yeah. So you know. I mean, and that's why. And that's why with 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 the concept of, of being late to <clears throat> the to the whatever, um, we're trying to like maintain the same status quo of our review format because right. that way, if no one has seen Lethal Weapon or the Shawshank Redemption or Duck Soup, or you know. Any of that. Anything. It is new to them, so we go in without spoilers and then talk about spoilers. So, no spoilers. Lethal Weapon's a good series. It's also a movie. (laughs) They made a a series based on the movie. I heard that. It's actually good. Uh, I heard that as well. So, Stranger Things. Stranger Things. Um, I have a special special, um, affection for this series because I was that age. I was exactly that age. Uh, 83 was my last year You went to school with those kids Just about I was In 1983 I was in ninth grade uh, Which That's not junior high, that's high school Which in Corpus Christi uh, Junior high is 7th, 8th, and ninth grade High school is 10th, 11th, and 12th that's fairly, still fairly close, though. I still argue. I'd still There's argue like the point. A couple of years. So you know that was yeah from eighty to eighty three. I was at uh, I was <coughs> junior high, as it were, seventh, eighth, and ninth grade. So this as an aside here. What grade are they supposed to be in in season one? The They're like grades? twelve. Yeah, the kids are in middle school. Um, They're like twelve, thirteen, somewhere in that neighborhood. Yeah. So like sixth or seventh grade, seventh grade, I guess. Seventh, yeah, seventh grade. they were. They would have to be. Uh, yeah, sixth or seventh grade because they're still in middle school mm-hmm. in season two. Yep. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's seventh grade. I think they're like eleven or twelve. Yeah, but uh, well, one was eleven. Oh, <laughs> uh, um, uh, you're fired. <laughs> but I mean, Dude. it's it hits it hits the eighties dead fucking. Old. Yeah, it, it. This is definitely a big love letter to the eighties, which. It's hard to write a love letter to sometimes. I also want to make a point to to kind of piggyback off of that about it being a love letter to the '80s. It has it. It's kind of hard to, uh, I guess, phrase or um, position. Just right, it's one of those things that's hard to explain. You'd have to kind of again, like the Matrix, have to see it for oneself. But mm-hmm. um, I feel like it does that, whilst also not being. Like it's not winking at the audience while it does it. No, it just right. sets the it just sets the stage. It sets the like the setting is just very accurate. And they, the just research, oh my god, eighties. Yeah, it's just <laughs> yeah. you can't help but notice. 
perfectly how yeah. well done it is, which is why it seems so. Oh my gosh, this is a love letter thing, because you know how it is sometimes. Like there'll be a movie or a show, and I'm like, hey guys. You see how 80s this is? Like, someone is, like, winking at the camera while they try to figure out a Rubik's Cube. Like, it just seems like they're trying so hard. What was the sure there was a Rubik's Cube somewhere in that movie. Yeah, there was a Rubik's Cube. The irony here is that they are trying very hard, and they actually did their research and made everything very accurate, but it doesn't seem feel like it's try-hard. Does that make any sense? Yeah. yeah. Like, that's the vibe I get from the show. You it's know? There's only one yeah, other yeah. one that comes close to it, but seems to go slightly over the top. I think it was, what, 8 millimeter. Or <clears throat> Super Eight. Super Eight. Super Eight. Yeah. Yeah. I really liked Super Eight. Um. Yeah. Super Eight. Talk about a. Talk about talk about. I'm weird because I really liked Super Eight. I thought Stranger Things was okay. Well, <laughs> Super Eight was one movie. It's one movie. Yeah. True. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You're not gonna have as many pacing issues when you're talking about a movie versus a series. Especially when it's a movie that that Steven Spielberg is helming. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, because the guy is a really good director. And one could argue is trying to use the movie to recapture the lightning in a bottle that he had earlier. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, it's very um, grand One would discussion. argue, one could also argue <laughs> how much he succeeded, which there is definitely levels of success, but that's a completely different episode. Yeah. Yes. Um, anyways, um, yeah, and, I mean, since we're non spoiler Charlie, this is the, these are the things that, the thing that Stranger Things does better than Super 8 is that it captures a lot of things that Super 8 did not have time to do, and it does them in more subtle ways. Uh, for instance, uh, early on, we, we meet the character Barb, uh, who is, uh, what is uh, Will, no, Mike's sister's friend. Yep, yeah. Tall girl, pale, has the perfect perfectly has the eighties glasses. Yeah, the has the 80s glasses. Yeah, those glasses. Those big glasses. Well, not horn rim, they were they were they were big glasses, but also had the eighties pastel makeup, which I saw in girls all the time. Uh, you know, growing up in the eighties. Um, the hair. The hair you know, um, the complexion was right. I mean you there are certain things about the eighties that a lot of movies miss. Where in the eighties there was that certain slightly powdery complexion that was, you know, eighties makeup. They also had um a lot of the things that I have to say that are nice about this show happen in non spoiler territory, so mm-hmm. <laughs> um I'm sorry. Um there the one of the big things that I want that that I am totally there with you on is they really just they nailed so much of the atmosphere and the ambiance. Like, mm-hmm. there's the the set dressing, the mm-hmm. costuming, the fucking <coughs> everything was just brilliant and spot on. A mm-hmm. uh, couple things that, that stood out to me that are great because they're really, because, you know, they were once again subtle. Um, the kids, their bikes all had banana, had, uh, had the banana seats. And they had the banana seats, and they had the little uh, the, the 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 headlights on them. Yep, because uh-huh. the bikes were tricked out. That was a yep. thing that you did. Um, and they, but they didn't like go like hop, like uh, not Hopper, but yeah, one of the cops Hopper. says, "Man, this." I don't yeah, think it was, it was Hopper, but it, it was one of the Hopper. cops. It was yeah. Hopper. It was exactly Hopper. Cop, cop, yeah, bike like this is like a Cadillac, Cadillac to kids. Yeah, yeah to them. <laughs> I and it was, it was Hopper on. or not. Hopper, by the way, 
Hopper's my favorite character. He's I pretty love great. Hopper. Yeah, and, he, yeah, and, and he's and he's the new Hellboy. Yeah, really? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Okay, uh, I can get behind this. Yeah. Yeah, there's a picture of him out uh, in the Hellboy makeup. I mean, it's not Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman is like perfect casting for Hellboy. <clears throat> uh, but at, I can get behind yeah, this guy as, as Hellboy. At the but, least. Yeah, I mean, but they they get another thing they get so perfectly dead on. Um, Growing up in the 80s, people did not step outside to smoke. They smoked inside. They smoked everywhere. Oh, well, yeah. That's because it was still good for you. Yeah. And the fact that, you know, kids can just kind of roam around and be kids and not, yeah. be, not be monitored right. and questioned every five yeah. minutes. Well, you know, that was... A lot of that's technology, of course. That was, yeah. still, that was still true in the it. 90s, too. But yeah, to an extent. 90s the, kids it, can it, learn. Uh, yeah, but in the 80s, you could say, you know... Yeah, we'll both we'll say that you know, and you could you could cross wires with your parents and get away with shit that you know that you just couldn't get away with otherwise. I'm going to this thing, really? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Have fun. <laughs> yeah. Or I'll, I'm staying over at you know, so and so's house. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, I'm staying. If anyone with... asks, I you were at my place and I was at your place. And... Right. Yep. <laughs> um, you know, and parents don't find out about it until way later. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, but then even even down to the theme music. Oh, yeah. yeah, that very that that very like synth heavy right, uh, and also the aesthetic of the title sequence too. Yes, neon kind of stuff. You yeah, know, uh, yeah, synth heavy, Tron esque even. Tron esque because they were yes, going for the high very tech. Very Tron esque. Uh, that was that was high tech for the eighties. Yeah. Um, but then the music that they hit, like the Clash. Yep. Yeah. Um, that was you know that was just perfect you know choice for the. Uh, the others. It's actually the new new guy. That's yeah. the new guy. Damn. Yeah. That's Hopper and that's, makeup is Hellboy. He's yeah. way more buff than I thought he was. Well, remember, part <laughs> of that sure is prosthetic makeup. Yeah, some of that's still prosthetics, but still. Yeah. Yeah. You can't you can't um, prosthetize that whole all of that. Yeah, but um, you but the the you know the the look, the the you know the the constant porn stashes. Yeah. Um, you know, even the science teacher had a porn stash. The science teacher is probably science my second favorite character. He's great. Yeah. Like, I mean, the, the thing that I loved about the science teacher, and this is minor, minor spoilery, but it's like, yeah. they're talking about parallel dimensions, and like, like the faintest shadows. Oh, you mean the the plane of the plane of reality that's, that's tangential to our own, where the monsters <laughs> live? <laughs> He's just so casual. Yeah, about He's casually. Yeah, yeah, D and D. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, he was the only he was the only adult who would have gotten it. Yeah, um, and, and I, I, he kind of gets replaced by Sean Astin in season two, but we'll get into that later. Season two. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, his role anyway. Yeah, more or less. <laughs> but uh, you know, the cars, the cars were perfect. Yep. Uh, the yeah. bikes, the bicycles. The, yeah. de- the, the decor in the homes. Yeah, the decor in yeah. the homes. The down to the carpet. Yeah, the carpet, that really ugly carpet. That really ugly shag, um, and the colors, you know, the avocado and, and yeah, um, everything looks mildly of puke. Yeah, <laughs> looks mildly yeah. pukish. Even, yeah. the thi- even the things that the kids would talk about or reference. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, the other thing, like like I said, the set dressing, uh, like um, I only saw, I only noticed specifically, but they had there were two movie posters <coughs> uh, up in people's houses. There was one for the thing, and there was one for the Evil Dead. And then um, there was uh, in in the. In his sister's room, in Nancy's room, uh, I think it was. 
can't remember who it was. One of the Hardy Boys. I'll take your word for it. I didn't see that one. Yeah. But then... Um, I wasn't really looking. It was just like... Yeah. I wasn't looking for the other two either. Yeah, the Evil Dead got pointed out, and the thing just happened to catch my eye. Yeah. That would, and, and that's the other thing I wanted to say that's really the, the beauty of it. Like Mike said, it wasn't overt. It wasn't yeah. jammed in your face. Look at the 80s! No, it just was the 80s. It, right. was, it, was it wasn't like there was someone sitting next to you going, hey, 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 look, look, it's the 80s. Hey, look. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it just yeah. was the 80s. and um, Precisely. And, and, and you got to absorb that. Yeah. yeah it was it the good was, aspects of the 80s. It was movie. like time travel, uh, really, to me. Yeah. Is what it was, um, you know. Back to back to the year back in my day. Mm-hmm. Uh, another, another thing about the presentation of it is that the the way some the way it's kind of um, shot and stuff. Sometimes there, there's something about it where it feels like it feels like you're just as a viewer that you're just like another uh, kid as part of the group, where you're just kind of like on their level. Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of got like a like a smaller intimate feel to it. With like, and of course, part of it's budget constraints, and you know, trying stuff for the first time and seeing what works. But I, you know, part of it I feel was a conscious, you know, uh, decision to kind of, you know, mm-hmm. um, get that feel. Mm-hmm. You know. yeah. Other other things that can be said without spoilers. We're we're gonna run out of time if we just if I if we if I don't continue moving this thing along. Bit we're already thirty minutes in. Right. Um, so we've only got well, an hour left, and we've got and we've yeah. got the plot of eight episodes to, to semi. Uh, <laughs> yeah, semi So uh, a couple other things I'd like to say in quick in passing. Um, I really loved like all the casting. These were not bad child actors. No, these yeah, were these yeah, are surpri- really surprisingly good. Yeah, like all these child actors were really phenomenal. Apparently, the guy with the with the, the kid with the hair and the teeth. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. The one who was total who looks like Dusty. I d- yeah, who by the way, like I looked like that kid when I was 12, except <laughs> I didn't have like except like my teeth come in. Um yeah, that's actually a co- the condition he had in the series, the actor yeah, actually has. has. He yeah. is a really good singer. Um he do- he uh because Stranger Things 2 came out recently, Facebook has been a buzz with Hey, look at all, look at the things that the, that the kids from Stranger Things do that isn't just Stranger Things. And he actually is a really good singer. He is a fan favorite character. Yeah, yeah he is. Well, he's he is so immediately lovable. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dustin is just so immediately. You know, he is the easy target for the bullies because of the slight lisp. You know. Yep. We'll, we'll get to the bullies. Well, I guess no, we'll get to the boil- bullies in, in spoiler territory. Yep. That was that, that was a thing I want to talk about. Um, but yeah, no, the the it, it's funny because I would go I will go on record saying this was okay to I thought to, to like the negative side of okay in my opinion of Stranger Things. I think it wasn't. A, I didn't don't think I wasted my time watching it. Mm-hmm. But the main reason I watched, like, if I hadn't had to do, if I hadn't promised to do an episode on it, I would have stopped watching it if after season, after episode four. I was bored. Yeah. Um, See, episode, th- episode It got good at episode six, in my opinion. Episode three, though, was, I think, three and into four was really a critical turning point in that, in that whole, in the whole plotting for me, though. Well, because... we'll, we'll talk about yeah, that. Yeah, 
I'm, I'm just we're I'm, gonna break I'm, down I'm, into sentences. Yeah. Well, it just I, uh, because that is where we see the people who have the have the crisis of faith. It's actually a crisis of faith. And I think to me that was really good on the storytelling part of it. Well, like I said, we'll get to that here in a second. But I, I, I am saying this because I'm about to start saying mean things about this show. <laughs> um, I think critical would be a better word for it. Some of it is outright. Not a, you're not obliged to like yeah. things. But... Yeah, I just because you're but, part of a severe minority. Yeah, I, I want like and it. also I want to give just there will be a whip, whiplash alert because so far I've said nothing but almost good things about this. Fair enough. I loved the act. I loved the casting. I loved the setting. I loved the I, I loved the music. Acting. I loved the design. I loved kidding. everything except for the writing. We'll see. You yeah. just described what a lot of people said about Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> Which I loved, by the way. James Cameron's well, Avatar or yes. The yeah. Last Airbender? The Last Airbender is just called The Last Airbender. It's not called Avatar. Well, the movie. Yeah, the movie fucking sucked. Yes. Well, yeah, obviously. I'm talking about the series that was good because yeah. it was yeah. great. But the movie was not called Avatar The Last Airbender. It was just called The Last Airbender. True. Well, we're talking about the show, though, right? Yeah, yeah but I was saying, do anyway. you mean the show yeah, or the, do you mean the movie you just Avatar? Was James Cameron's Avatar. Okay, yeah. Whenever I hear a good but, I always just assume they're talking about James Cameron's Avatar because when it's the other one, people are just saying it's good. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Okay, anyhow, uh, pause now for Spoiler music time. and then spoilers. From this point, there will be spoilers for season one of Stranger Things. If you do, if you care about whether it is spoiled for you, well, turn ye back now or skip to the last thirty seconds so you can hear my final thought and the nice music of the outro. I think we can actually get in trouble for using the Star Wars klaxon sounds. So yes. You, so you don't have to mimic it. <laughs> Probably. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, it depends on if they're generic klaxons. Anyways. Yeah, I mean, I could probably find free uh, sound version of the klaxons, but I like making the noise instead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't want to take away from your joy. Yeah. Yeah. The simple thing. Okay, so um, so to go into the thing that I said I want to talk about as soon as possible, fucking bullies. Mm -hmm. I, I, they were too. I, I, the, the one thing I didn't like was the writing of the bullies, uh, because they were so, they were stereotypical Stephen King bullies. 
But, you know, truth is... But accurate. They were accurate. <coughs> they really were. Uh, I, I had these guys in... Yeah. You had guys who would who would tell you to... Who would threaten to cut your throat. Yes. Mm-hmm. I uh, had, uh, had guys who... Uh, we had a guy who basically uh, died my senior year. And there were people in our school who were all... And the thing, thing is, is the kid... Uh, the guy, the kid who died, was on the JV football team, and it affected a lot of the football players. There were kids who were going around uh, at my school who were making fun of the football players for being visibly upset about losing one of their own. Now, granted, this was a bad plan in Kyle Allen, and it, it, it uh, and it, it. Uh, I actually had one of the senior football players, yeah, threaten to throw me off the top of the stadium. Uh, you know, and we didn't have a small stadium. Uh, but, yeah, it, it there were people who were acting just like those kids in the, you know, basically, you know, making fun. Because when you have football players going around, the first day we found out about it, we had literally said, you know, wished him good luck. That night before he went and uh, he died in a motorcycle accident, he was doing motocross. And uh, yeah, people were doing exactly the same thing. Um, yeah, there was uh, there was an instance when a couple guys I didn't even know tried to throw me and a friend of mine into a canal. You know, um, and and uh, yeah, it's the '80s were much more casual violence. Much more casual threats. Um, casual murderous intent. I'm glad I didn't grow up in the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know. Hell, when I was seven, I had a kid threaten to go get his, his dad's gun and shoot me. You know, because I was writing on his, writing in his, and this was in San Angelo. But you could also threaten that stuff and not get in as much trouble as you can now. Exactly. Because you could threaten, you could threaten it without actually carrying through with it because it was understood then that it was a sort of posturing. And then you get into the 90s, where I grew up in the 90s. And <laughs> right. And it's no longer And if you get punched in the face, you're also suspended because zero tolerance is fun. Yeah, zero tolerance <laughs> is bullshit, by the way. Yeah, yeah. it's stupid. That's, that's about as political as I will get. Zero tolerance uh, for, uh, for, for violence is stupid. If I get if, if I had been in high school, if I had ever gotten punched, I would have punched someone back, and I should not have gotten in trouble for it. Not to mention, it's encouraging more violence because it's like, well, I'm already going to get dinged, so I it's, might as well really lay into them. It's not even just if you fight back. It's like Mike said, it just if someone swung at him, right? Even if he doesn't fight back, you were involved. Just for the fact so, that he was involved, yeah, you know, exactly. Without so, fighting back, just for the fact that someone. By the way, I'm a big advocate of fighting back because that's how bullies get shut down: is people actually fight back and stand up yeah, for themselves. Absolutely. Also, yeah. also, yes. pro tip: not fighting back doesn't work in the real world. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, when I was, now I, you know, I was smart enough. I kept it on the football field. I would get in fights on the football field all the goddamn time, and the coaches like loved that shit because that was like spirit. Um, <laughs> oh come know. on, Lee. save yeah. it, save it for the game. <laughs> no, no, it was. Uh, there was a time when I got into a fight on the field, um, and they were like, you know. That's the most goddamn spirit we've seen out here. It's from the 160 pound two technique. You know, some of you people are twice his size. You're hitting half as hard. And we're going, oh, and what shit? I thought I was going to get my ass chewed, but no, that was like a good thing. <laughs> but also, this is from an era when 
there were smoking areas at my high school. Yep. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Are for See, sure. Nowadays, those kind of bullies seem stereotypical, but for the 80s, it actually was, would be... Yeah, I feel like looking back on it, it, it seems like ridiculous over the top, and it's, we're not wrong, but yeah. at that time, it wasn't as much. That it's was like, just the norm at the it, time. It's like, yeah, it, it's like an argument I had with somebody who um, had recently well, at the time, had recently seen Star Wars for the first time. And they were telling me how cliche the story was. Like, well, when that story first came out, it had not really been yeah. done in movies before. No one had done it. You were late yet. <laughs> right, yeah, right. yeah, this is, this is the, this is the, uh, this is the trope namer. <laughs> right there. Yeah. Uh, this is where this, trope, this shit started. But now, see, it should also, be pointed out here, I do drink in the podcast, but I'm not... Cracking up another cold, crack, cracking open another cold one here with the boys. I'm just drinking some. Well, it is cold. <laughs> yeah, it is a cold. And it's, it's just an alcoholic. It's just an alcoholic. Right. It's a non-alcoholic See, one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Here's here Excuse is me. where it was. Um, another good period movie, A uh, Christmas Story. He actually does get it right in the in the fact that there was like the whole the whole. I swear he had yellow eyes. <laughs> well, the the whole etiquette and protocol behind the bears. Mm-hmm. It was the same way with. Uh, it was the same way with with kids and posturing. You postured I up. Triple to dog sh- dare you. And, and with the '80s kids, you know, you you postured up to a certain point, just shy of violence. To show how tough you were, mm-hmm. um, and you, and sometimes yeah, it did go into violence, but then you were done and it went away. Uh, you know, because at that point you had proven your manliness. They had proven, yeah, and it was a lot of times after that you were best of friends. You know, because suddenly you were, you know, you'd spill blood and whatever. Let's not digress too far here. Yeah, I didn't like it. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that that was true to true to form. Although it did make for a badass scene where, you know... Yeah. Eleven breaks the guy's arm and saves yes. Mike or Will or whoever it yeah, was. Mike. Well, Mike and Will look basically identical. And have similar <laughs> names. Well, you know it's not Will because Will's practically not in the entire season. Well, yeah, it's more yeah. of an issue in season two. Yeah. But. In any case. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's... But, yeah, that, it did make for an awesome scene. I yeah. will grant that. Just the bully... The bullies are... You're never meant to like bullies. Yeah, the, the problem was these bullies, Except I didn't bullies. dislike them. It was just like... You don't like, feel the bullies are convincing. We get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, you know, the, they that's another thing. There was a certain... A certain 80s-ness to the way they were portrayed because it almost meta it itself. Yeah. <sighs> just yeah. like with the Dungeons & Dragons scene. I love how much they use D and D in these in the show. <laughs> yeah, it's a major plot point. It yeah. is, and there's breakdowns about uh, like what class each person is. They yeah. use D and D as a form of techno babble for everything. Yeah, like they yeah. don't have a way like to. The, so it's like, like the fate of shadows. <laughs> yeah, if they don't have a way to Shadowfell. describe it, they use D and D. Yes, it is. The, it is their techno babble. But and 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 there there <laughs> is the party. Yeah. Right. You know, That's how they refer to their group. Yeah, the party. Yeah, you don't know, uh, split the party. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, and and we're uh, we're uh, Lucas is the ranger. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By the way, something that I that I picked up on, unless I'm just sorely mistaken, Lucas's father died in Vietnam, right? I think so, but I it's can't be very sure. it, like. Have we ever? Has anyone seen Lucas's father in season one or season two? 
No, no. we don't see his. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he died in Nam <coughs> because he because he's like you know he's got yeah he's yeah got binoculars from Nam knife also from Nam yeah. yeah yeah he's he's got all the military surplus stuff mm-hmm. he is the he is the the military and surplus. I'm willing he's to bet grandpa. it's probably dad's stuff yeah indeed yeah dad or granddad stuff yeah mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I would see I would see it was more dad stuff because <coughs> yeah. you had a lot of Nam a lot of Nam bets still around at that time. Mm-hmm. Okay, Lucas. Okay, Lucas's dad either died in Nam, or more likely came home from Nam fucked up. That's also very possible. <coughs> and and you know and and left. PTSD yeah. was. Uh, Lucas's dad didn't come back from Nam. Yeah. One way One or way another. another. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The man yeah. who was Lucas's dad did not come home from Nam. Um, Which is sad. Yeah. And, and I like that Lucas. But. Lucas, Sorry. well, Lucas mm-hmm. does channel that in that hyper masculinity. Yeah, he is the he is the first one to, you know, to take charge. Mm-hmm. And I and I like and and I, I will say this and once again in their in their favor that is something that can be inferred, mm-hmm. given yeah. they don't they don't beat you about the head and neck with it. yeah and yeah. and given the quality of the acting right yeah and and some of the things that they do with that like. Uh, in the opening scene, in the opening when they're down in the basement, you know, and um, the, he rolls, you know, and he, he says, you know, fireball, and he th- rolls, and the dice leaves leaves the table, and then afterwards he goes, you know, it was a seven, he got me. That was well, though. That was well, yeah. And then he got got. And he got and and he then, foreshadowing. And, yeah, foreshadowing. Yeah, but go, more importantly, it's it. where Mike picks up on that later. You know, says he could have protected himself, but he, you know, he acted for the party, which motivated everybody else. Yep. Which is, which is Mike being their paladin. Mm-hmm. You know. Either that or, you know, the GM, but... <laughs> no, I mean, in the party, Mike is the paladin. <coughs> yeah. Right. Will's the wizard, mm-hmm. but then so is Eleven. Yeah. Eleven's yeah. really more the sorcerer, though. Yeah, but that cat, that that. They cat refer thing. to her as a mage in season two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's yeah, she's a Jedi. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised there there weren't at least a couple more uh, Star Wars references. Well, yeah, because um, because I mean there was a little bit. Return of the Jedi had only come out in May of that year. Yeah, yeah, but it, but that means that Empire and and uh, and <coughs> a, new a New Hope had both already happened. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, they, had a, they had a Millennium Falcon that they. Well, that's true. Dustin Ask Eleven. Yeah, the, yeah. Right. It is well, funny. The biggest the, that that and Star that and then mentioning the Weapons Project Star Wars are the only two references to Star Wars in the movie, which is probably or because show. Which I would say probably because they couldn't get the licensing beyond that. That's possible. Well, regardless, I'm I'm glad that's Very the easy. case because I feel like. It's such an easy reference. They could have like, gone way too far. Yeah, well, yeah. not only that, but it's just you see it everywhere. So it's kind of refreshing to like have less of that so you can fit the other stuff see, in. I loved kind all of the spread other, the love around yeah. of the era. I loved you know? all the other minor ones, like the long stretch of woods that they like to go through. They mm-hmm. refer to it as Merkwood. Yeah. Uh, yeah, straight out of straight out of Tolkien. And yeah. I don't remember what it actually was called, but when somebody said, "You mean such and such?" Yeah, Merkwood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like they should know that. that yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah like yeah. <clears throat> Um, and just, but there were so many little details to everything. Yep. You know, like Dustin always with the snacks. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's he was he's the he's the fat kid, even though he's not particularly fat. Yeah. Right. But Whereas, he is the stereotypical fat kid in terms of right. his um in ter- in terms of his motivations. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then you know Lucas with the you know with the power of the wrist rocket, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I love how they tried that against the demon at the end. It's like. <laughs> get the rocks! Get the rocks! <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, automatic <laughs> weapons fire didn't do shit, but what they got. rocks! Yeah. <laughs> what they got. Yeah. Well, and, and so then we were introduced also to Steve, the douchebag. Yeah, but I, I love. I love the character. Steve has a great arc. Yeah, because he does. Yeah. He does. Yeah, because he, does. he, yes, he starts out total as a total douchebag. Yeah. But yeah. he really does actually, like... He steps up. Yeah. And, he steps up. Well, he becomes a surrogate older brother for them, basically. Yeah, and when... Yeah, and he when, is the one who believes them. Yeah. Yeah, and when... Them. What's... Uh, and when what's his get name... Um, Will's brother... Jonathan. Jonathan yeah. beats the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. He realizes that maybe he took it too far. <laughs> well, that's what's great about the. Uh, and again, I know this. The thing that you say that you don't like is the mm-hmm. writing, but I actually enjoyed a lot of the writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is one of the things that I enjoyed the most about the writing is uh, the character growth over the course of the series, mm-hmm. uh, especially with Steve, and how it would subvert your expectations on occasion. Yeah. And that mm-hmm. was one of the things they did the best. I feel is Steve. Yeah. They set him up, and, and it's interesting because I, I heard some interviews where they talked about this more in depth. Originally, Steve was just going to be a generic '80s over the top, and then they kind of they liked the actor, and they kind of liked the idea of the character changing. They they changed things as the mm-hmm. drafts went along, and then with the final product, we got Steve, where he started out was very one dimensional, total douchebag, mm-hmm. but then as things developed. Um, he actually grew and learned, yeah. and he was—he still has his flaws, obviously, and he still missed—you know—he still haircut to an extent. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, he's the cool kid, but he's humbled and he has different experiences and meets, gets to know some of these people more, yeah. and it humanizes them. And then in turn, he is humanized mm-hmm. by because everyone loves a good, you know, redemption story. You know, everyone yeah. loves a good yeah. second and chance. He becomes a bit of a hero, and I like yeah. how, and I like how he. Is he starts out and is portrayed as a as the player as the, as the as the hit it and quit it right, guy, right. Um, and then he actually you know he he has this the, he has the crisis of faith as it were with mm-hmm. the girlfriend whose name I can't remember Nancy Nancy yeah sure um, <laughs> Mike's sister Mike's sister yeah, yes Nancy. Um, it's funny that I'm the one that's always, you know, I don't have a sister in real life, but I'm the one that's always jumping in and going, it's Nancy. But yes, uh, well, it's Mike's sister, too. Um, <laughs> that's the point. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Neil, that was the joke. In any case, um, but, and also, but like, he actually falls for her, mm-hmm. which is cool. Yeah. It's, it, he undergoes character, he, he is a dynamic character. Which, by the same token, also then turns around and just totally submarines Jonathan. Yeah. 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 Because he he's, he digs her too, and he's but you know he's. But Nancy shy. doesn't. Na- well, no, actually, Nancy and him have great chemistry together in season one. They just never go anywhere with it. Right, because Nancy likes Steve. Well, and part of it's also because Jonathan never does anything. Yeah, yeah. Jonathan yeah. does. Part of it's that, and then part of it's the whole like. Well, the thing is, and I think this is you know a theme that goes throughout the show is, <clears throat> um, beyond just the specific like, 
hey, remember this and 80s time capsule and pop mm-hmm. culture references and movies and games. Uh, beyond all that stuff, you, it could be said in any era. It's it's a coming-of-age thing that a lot of people can relate to. It just, hey, it's a slice of life. Like, remember what it was like going through puberty, growing up, having these dynamics, having these issues, these relationships and everything, and figuring out who you are. And that uh, that is a big part of it where... Um, a lot of the people, you know, there's there's who they are, there's who they think they are, and there's the mask that they put on to everyone else. Right. With like when you're going to school and stuff, and that's another aspect of it that's really interesting. Is <clears throat> um, Steve, you know, grew a lot, and we were just talking about that. But I feel like even at the beginning, a lot of the douchiness was was kind of a rote douchiness, where he's like, "Oh, I'm the cool kid, so I'm supposed to be doing this. I'm supposed to be acting like this." Mm-hmm. And then when he allowed himself to go, "Well, wait a minute, maybe I shouldn't allow myself to be defined by yeah. expectations and labels." That's when he allowed himself to be the decent person that he had mm-hmm. below the surface the whole time. Yeah. He just wasn't giving himself permission to be. Yeah, exactly. And you see that with a lot of the characters. Like a lot of the kids were like, "Oh, well, you know." We're the nerdy kids and we get picked on, so you know this just is how it is and we won't try to go outside our comfort zone. But then as more things happened and the stakes got higher, they stepped up and they were brave and they were a little more bold and they kind of asserted themselves. They're like, no, you listen to me. This is what's happening. We know what's going on. And that's, again, I, I think part of the appeal of the show is that uh, especially people who were nerdy, geeky, whatever growing up is the people that were marginalized became the people that were, yeah, the heroes, the people that knew what was going on, that were thinking outside the box, that were, you know, that had the courage to, despite the mockery and the danger and everything, they just, they did what they had to do, or they, you know, help their friend or whatever, do what's right, Mm -hmm. regardless of the consequences, and, you know, there's a bit of an escapism there, a bit of a a power thing, but, you know, it's like, at the same time, uh, there's some value to that. We first see that in in The Body. Right. Episode 4, which... Episode three ends on the most transformative version of Bowie's Heroes, done by Peter Gabriel, who was big in the eighties, and it it changed the way I saw that song because here they are, you know, mega spoiler, watching what they think is the body of their friend. Yeah, that's when yeah. that's when that ended when they found the body in the lake. Mm-hmm. Well, and they, and they, and they on, found the body in the lake with air quotes. Right. Yeah. But to them it was real and it, you know everything just, you know, was coming coming crashing down around everybody. And that's when Mike's, you know, in the body uh, you know, later in the next episode during the during the uh the assembly when Mike stands up to the bullies, yeah, you know, and basically is like, you know, you think this is funny, um, you know, and pushes the one guy down, knowing he's probably going to get his ass kicked, and doesn't run, even though the guy's coming at him, you know, going to kick his ass. Now, granted, Eleven makes does, him piss himself. Makes him piss himself. <laughs> great I thought was great. Yeah. Um, she is so great at playing that character. Yeah, that, yeah, that actress is... And once again, back to me th- saying good things <laughs> about Stranger Things. That actress is great. Millie Bobby Brown, yeah. yeah. She, you know she's deaf in one ear? I did not know that. Hmm. One Another thing I found out thanks to Facebook. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I love that little... That little, at the end, right when she's done of, you know, that almost your welcome move where she just kind of wipes her nose and 
flounces. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I'm a badass. I think we should pause and take a brief moment to appreciate just how amazing her intense stares are. Yeah. God, like, yes. For a child actor to pull off such intensity with a couple of choice looks is just crazy. Yeah. Well, that without, was without going into detail, wait till you see the stuff, if you haven't already, in season two. Oh, Some yeah. of the stuff she does. Well, there's, yeah, oh there's, I uh, am going to struggle through season two so we can have a nuts. <laughs> like, yeah, because she, she does. Appreciated. She does, I mean, she does Mark Hamill level staring. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Only she gets lines. Yeah. Only she gets lines. <laughs> <laughs> it's the 80s, so there's plenty of lines to go around. <laughs> right. But, yeah. Oh, my. Uh, Is that why her nose bleeds? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> But yeah, there's the. Uh, well, yeah, fair, actually, that's because of LSD, not because of cocaine. But <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it, yeah. But I, I love you know, the the intense stares because she she does that, she, and she had to have gone to the uh, to the Terminator the T one thousand school of stares. Yeah, yeah. You know, because she does the same way. The head slightly tilted forward, looking up like right underneath her eyebrows. You know. Yeah. Um, and. But then in the next, like, within a split second, she's this vulnerable 8-year-old or 11-year-old or something like that. Yeah, that's what makes the performance so impressive is that, as crazy as that is, it's like she's not a one-trick pony. She's got all those layers wrapped in there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and, but this is also where Hopper, oh my god. Hopper is the best. Speaking of character arcs, Hopper is just the best. Hopper is fantastic. Hopper is fantastic, yeah, because... He goes from Monday mornings <laughs> are not for phone calls; they are for <laughs> contemplation and thought. Yeah. Isn't, isn't that his uh, quiet, and com- contemplation. Yeah, quiet and contemplation? Isn't that his opening to the series? Is him just like in a pile of his own filth on his couch, like waking up, still kind of drunk? Yeah, waking like, up. Well, not still kind of drunk. Hung but definitely hung over. Hung over. Yeah. 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 Going out on the on the uh, yeah, having a beer in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's an open pill bottle next on the coffee table next right. because he is. Fucked up. And that's an interesting kind of like contrast to the boys where it's like the boys are like I mean, granted, you know, they they're not miserable or anything because they have each other and they're they're, you know, decently well adjusted kids regardless. But at the same time they're kinda like, Man, we're you know, this kind of sucks and we're getting through this really awkward period and everyone's picking on us and we don't have any friends besides each other. Yeah. And it's like they, they're try- they're waiting for life to begin. And mm-hmm. Hopper is someone who's been fucking beaten down by life and is like, Oh god, like yeah. I could, you know, I might want to end it all tomorrow because this sucks. Yeah. So it's kind of like an interesting opposite, you know, a bit of a fall. I was mad when they killed the diner guy. Oh, yeah, yeah me ben, too. Yeah, because he was, he was just gruff, but, you know, he's like, what the hell? Yeah, he by was... the way, I, I just want to point out here, everyone shits themselves over Barb dying. But no, no one, no one has anything to say about the diner guy. That yeah. poor diner Danny guy. He was great. He's like yeah. the most soft-hearted. He was super nice. He's like, oh, I'm just yeah. gonna make you some free food, and I'm gonna try to help everybody. And he's gonna out. call Child Protective Services to help this yeah. Yeah. And then poor bull yeah. in the back there. And then you know, fucking Glenn Close shows up and shoots it. Yeah. I know it's not actually Glenn Close, but it looked a lot like it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> close enough. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, yeah, and that was just. Well, people have no sympathy for a bullet to the head, but if he died by Demogorgon... Yeah, you know, he gets sucked into an alternate dimension and nobody knows what the fuck happened to you. And I, I gotta say, that scene was done really well because, like, it was so it was so abrupt. Like, it, it really did actually shock me. I'm like, jeez! Yeah, Jesus. I mean, sometimes you'll have, like, a brutal over-the-top thing and it's like, 
yeah, it's bloody or whatever, but you're kind of like, you see it coming a mile away, or they go too far into it, and it's cartoonish mm-hmm. with the violence, and you're just not that affected. But yeah, that but was like a very sanitary, like, you see some blood, and that's about it. Right, well, and, it's the, like, and, and the thing about it was is that the woman that comes in, you're not expecting that from her. Yeah. She's, you know, she's nice, and she's well-dressed, and she's smiling. Yeah, and she, she shoots him in the head. There's the bait and switch. That, that's yeah. definitely a big part of it, yeah. Yeah, you know, because... And every, then she shows up again, the science teacher's like, oh, you killed the science teacher, I'm going, I'm just going to quit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, thankfully, he survives. Yeah. Yeah, if they had killed him, I would have, like, I the this episode would have been, and I got up through, se- through episode three, and then I was done. Yeah. But the, <laughs> uh... Because, yeah. no... Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> They're killing all my favorite characters. Yeah. But I love the way Hopper, you know, starts seeing more to the situation just on the evidence alone. You see the cop in him. Right. Yeah. You know, you see the former big city cop in him because he realizes, you know, you know, notice anything about uh, about that tape? You know, what happened that night? Why'd we have to call off the search? It was raining. You see any rain on that tape? The other yeah. two cops are going, oh. <laughs> yeah, it's like wow, yeah. this guy. You know, that's why he's the chief of police. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I feel bad for him that two, the only two people he has to work with are idiots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. basically, not much more. Yeah, not much smarter than house. They're players. throwing Jonathan in jail for assaulting for assaulting an officer for catching him in the nose on the backswing. <laughs> yeah, because that was what happened. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. But you know, it's just also, like, um, also. Jonathan is like the best older brother ever. He is. He really is. He takes care of his younger brother because his because their dad's a douchebag. Yeah. Uh, oh, I love oh, that yeah. scene early in when he goes and confronts his dad. Yeah. You know, here in case you forgot what he looked like. I'm just yeah. like, oh, that man is like, dude. You Jonathan could've... stepped up hard, and is just and obviously cares so much about his mother and his brother. Mm-hmm. It's just great. He was, I, I, I as the the more I saw, I was like, this guy just—he's such a good older brother. Yeah, and, and he's you know, and you can see the impact a lot of things have had on him because he's very withdrawn, you know, and yeah, you know, like he says, I prefer to observe people yeah. because you can tell more about them when they don't know they're telling you things. Well, it's also a—it's an emotional barrier strategy thing where it's like, well, if I'm at a bit of a distance, I can't be hurt again. Yeah. Exactly. And that's probably partially why he's so reluctant to pursue Nancy, even though he's interested. Yep. Right. And that's one of the few—you know—that's one of the few aspects where you know he has some growing to do is to kind of get over himself and his experiences and get outside the comfort zone. But at the same time, like, you know, um, he is. Um, He's an interesting. He, he's an interesting character, um, and I don't know. I kind of lost my train of thought, but. Um, well, yeah, he, he is. He is a great older brother, but he's also, you know, he start. He's. And I love how him and Nancy start to put things together separately from oh, Hopper. Oh, I, I just I you're good at here. What I was gonna say about Jonathan is I was talking before about how everyone has. You know, they're trying to figure out who they are, and there's all you know the mask they have and everything. Granted, he's still a kid, and he's got drawing to do, but he pretty much knows who he is, and he's yeah. comfortable with who he is. Yeah. And when people give him shit for who he is, he just shrugs his shoulders and goes, "I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I'm, yeah that's I'm, me. You can make fun of me if you want, but I'm still going to be me." Yeah. And he is further along in the big picture of things than many of his, you know, peers yeah. or somewhat peers, you know, other kids at school. You know? Right, and he grows without changing too much. Yeah. Hopefully uh, we'll be able to keep him in season three. Yeah, that's the problem with the actor. Yeah, uh, with the shame. 
Well, he was trying to get into the U.S. and evidently there was traces of cocaine in his oh, in his luggage. Trace, yeah. Uh, his dog smelled. Uh, tra- he didn't actually have any on him. It was like residue or something. <laughs> yeah, it was like it. Uh, um, but they, they, barred, they so, barred him from coming into the U.S. I had not heard about that on that particular flight. Yeah. Yeah. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> so, so Hopper, like I said, Hopper's arc is just amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, because he, you know, he he's the one person who, you know, first of all relates to the kids that you know this is important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's what leads them directly to finding the bike. Mm-hmm. Um, he starts figuring out, hey, there, you know, the the Hawkins Institute, Hawkins National Laboratory, is lying about something. Um, Meet and the new Wayland Yatani. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, and that then, was another thing that that I felt was a little bit. Tired, which was yay, government conspiracy is the big problem here. Because yeah, <laughs> well, Admittedly, government conspiracy I, I, was eight. a secondary problem. Well, um, I mean, yeah, government eight. conspiracy caused the primary problem, though. Exactly, but it, so it became a secondary problem as far as I was concerned. But then um, semantics. Yeah, but then you know, then one of my favorite scenes is him going. Oh, that's uh, you know, he's him with the uh, the state trooper in the bar, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, he's like, oh, so you just out on patrol? How'd you find the body? I was just out on patrol. He's like, oh, that's state run, huh? Yep. Bullshit. <laughs> you know, and then takes him out back and beats the crap out of him until he gets what he wants. <laughs> yeah. By the way, uh, if, if we had a nickel for every time Hopper cold cocked a guard, we could retire tomorrow. Like that's a thing. Yeah, it is like yeah, I mean, it's great, but I'm just I feel yeah. like it deserves a well, motion. Yeah. Well, and, a and what, I, what I do what I do also like about it is Hopper always tries. To not beat someone up over it first. Yeah, he does. Right. Like, he does. Bannon wanted me to have, you know, said he wanted you back at the station. I don't work with Bannon. Well, Bannon. really... Oh, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and the thing is, he... I love... The one thing I love about Hopper is he he comboed that guy. Yeah. He yeah. just, you know... He jabbed him, you know, and got him off guard so he could completely. And then he on. just, yeah, just a hard cross. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's 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 good fighting. You know, yep. there's man's got combos. Yeah, yeah and then it's not it's not an unrealistic you know way of it's very uh, <laughs> it's a uh, lousy conversation anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that's that look on his face and that smile, that, and that shit-eating grin of his, and just like, mm, okay. And you <laughs> yeah. get, you get that, and you kind of get that like trace of guilt of, oh, if I wasn't so shitty, this maybe you wouldn't have to punch so many people. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like I would feel, I would feel really bad about this if you weren't probably an asshole for, you know. Yeah, yeah. But and I think, I think the, the most telling line he has, you know, is when he's with, uh, with, um. Will's mom, Joyce. Joyce. Yeah. Joyce. Another great character. Yeah, I was, by the I was way, <laughs> we haven't talked about her at all yet. Oh right? God, yes. It is, and I believe you. You know, it just shuts everything down that she's doing. You know, it's like I believe you. You know, that wasn't that wasn't Will's body. Um, Which, on the whole, you know, Winona Ryder did a great job, but um, she there's a bit of a phenomenon phenomenon that. Uh, one notices when you watch the show enough, which is Winona face, mm-hmm. where she she basically gets like super like it's just like super intense 
Yeah, and, like and, super. Like it looks like she's just face. about to go insane. Yeah, and there's all the scrunching. It's because yeah. her, her face is too small. Yeah, and it can't fit the molding. So she, yeah, she has that scrunch, that scrunch of the eyes, and that slightly open mouth thing. And she's like, you, you get, but her eyes are still huge. <laughs> you know, yeah. Winona yeah. Ryder falls to pieces magnificently in this. She, movie. she does. does. Yes. This she, movie, I keep trying to call it a movie. But then, but by the <laughs> same token, when she's falling to pieces is when she seems to be the strongest. Yeah. It's like when she, you know, a bit of a paradox. Yeah. Well, it's you know that that moment when she's just completely at loose ends. No, everyone has told her you're crazy. Nothing's gonna work. And you know, the, or when she has an epiphany, like when she suddenly realizes how she can communicate with Will. Yeah, that was that, that was fucking brilliant. <laughs> and she starts setting up all the lights. Yeah, and then painting letters on the wall. Yeah, yeah. but when she goes out, and she like she, like I said, she's just been told Will is dead. We have a body. Yeah. You know, and she's like, she, you know, she is determined that next time, you know, this isn't gonna work, and goes out and get the fucking axe. She's falling to pieces, but everything in her just, body. Well, now that I think about it, it's kind of like a the Shining homage mm-hmm. in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she's but she's you know got a lot more together than Jack did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I also like how she, that's not my son. She didn't have anything to go by other than brute. Yeah, the uh, brute sheer denial. Yeah, denial. <laughs> well, well, the thing is, is I we don't know exactly what she saw. You know, I mean, Hopper, you can yeah. tell the moment he knew that wasn't a body. Yeah, he walked in, opened the things like, no. <laughs> well, okay, it probably not a body. Let's, d- yeah, okay, the chest is full of cotton stuffing. Yeah, okay. was, well, no, he, he was convinced all the way up until the moment that he put his hand on it. You know, and then he was like, what the hell? Feels wrong. Yeah, because there were too many things that weren't adding up. Yeah. They were told not to let anybody get close to the body. They had done an autopsy. What was missing? Oh, yeah, like the white scar. incision, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, no autopsy had been done. Yeah. Um, you know, and it just, you know, it was just one of those things of, it, he was putting things together but even still, you know, he was trying to hold on to reality as he knew it. Up until that last minute when he put his hand, it was like, that's not a person. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, a, a, it's a strange bit of cognitive dissonance because it's That's like, a silicone pillow. <clears throat> part yeah. of him is just like, reality is what reality is, and there's not monsters and crazy mm. dimensions and stuff, or so he thinks. Right. And then the other half of him is like, but all this stuff still doesn't add up. Right. So he, has, he basically has to follow the rabbit hole down regardless but all along the way convince himself that he's not really going down the path he's going, even though he's clearly going down that path. He's going. So it's it's weird seeing the kind of internal conflict, you know, right. within him. And, and then, you know, he practically and after that, he practically walks into the Hawkins lab. Yeah. <laughs> just well, like, you know, he's got the magical power of cold cocking people. This questions. is true. Mm. This is true. <laughs> this day, still catches it. Yeah. Uh, well, he has the magical power of the one, of the one to two bunch knockout yeah. against ostensibly, you know... Everything. Well, yeah, but no, specifically security personnel and police guards, if not military personnel, who really ought to know how to take a punch. Yeah, it's the old old movie-slash-TV magic of one good punch knocks anyone out no matter what. I mean, one good punch can potentially knock somebody out, but 
you're less likely to be able to do it when the person when the person you're punching is a tough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Has specific combat training. Yeah. Is like yes, I I have been trained to you know yeah fight people. But yeah, and of course I love you know the then then the reality fuck with his head when he wakes up on his couch the next morning. Yep. <laughs> yeah. You know. And then there's more pills, and he's been drugged, but he can't find the hole. From the syringe. And yeah. It's kind of a Groundhog Day moment there. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah. I'm waking up on the couch. Yeah, again. he wakes up and. He, but he's. He's still. He. He. He know. I, I, I get the impression that he knows his regular hangovers well enough to know this right. isn't a regular hangover. Yeah, yeah I like that. I like that that's how he figures it out. Like, yeah. Like, that's my headcanon anyway. I, I don't feel the same wrong, the same kind of wrong. That's bad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've been hungover a lot of times and it was never quite like this. Yeah, Something's this, clearly this, wrong let's here. Let's find right. the microphone in my, in my house. Yes, and that was also fucking amazing. He finds out how badly his house is bugged. Yeah. His house wasn't very badly bugged. It just had one bug in the light picture. <laughs> yeah, but still, that's <laughs> but I he that tears did, the fuck out of his place to yeah. find it. Yeah. That, yeah, that did set up for a great scene though when he goes to uh, go, goes to to one of the writer's place to Joyce. yeah yeah Joyce's place yeah. And, and like he's holding his don't talk and he steps in and he says and and all and he actually says oh because all oh. lights yeah because he hadn't <laughs> seen all of that. <laughs> And, nice, you, yeah. and then the next scene is him taking another bulb out of now everything. Yeah. Okay, I think we're good. Yeah. <laughs> Suddenly he is as obsessive as she is in a completely different direction. Well, that was such a great visual, like, cue of, okay, now he is in her head space because yeah. he tears about he tears apart his place and then shows up and her place is torn apart and it's just kind of like oh okay we're on the same crazy wavelength <laughs> yeah, yeah we have now entered crazyville together yeah. we are seeing the world through the same lens all aboard yeah and but yeah and, and that's her arc again being proven right you know was just and of every everyone they send in there it's the small town sheriff and the mom who not only go in rescue Will but make it out through means were never shown. <laughs> um, but I By the way, the upside down, um, mm-hmm. because um, it is worth mentioning that uh, Silent Hill apparently takes place in 1983, as you said. The upside down is so very much the other world from Silent Hill. Yeah, with the ash falling. That's amazing. I, yeah. When I first saw it, I actually, I, I, I was sitting here. No one could, no one but me can say, can attest to this. But actually, I was imagining it the first time I saw it. Yeah, <laughs> made the made the storm the storm siren noise from Silent Hill because, yeah, it was it's totally there's that it was Silent fucking Hill in the air. Yeah, yeah. But that, uh, something that we haven't really touched on is the uh, special effects for the oh, series. Oh yeah. The thing is, is that there weren't a lot of spectacular special effects. Not a lot, but like the Demogorgon looked great. Oh God, yes. that was a guy in a suit. Uh, other than the face, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's a little that, bit of CG was, here and there. Some of that was. Um, but it was mainly animatronic. Mainly, uh, yeah, it was yeah. mainly practical effects. It was all practical effects. Uh, as was it as the I one did. guy who plays all the who cl- plays all the monsters? You mean Andy Serkis? Yes. Or Doug Jones? No, it was no. Else. <laughs> not Andy Circus. No, the 
I think Doug Jones, the one who the, the, the one who's freakishly tall. That's, uh, yeah, that's Doug Jones. That's uh, Doug Jones. Who no? Uh, Abe Sapien from Hellboy. Yeah. Abe Sapien oh, from yeah. Hellboy and Commander yeah, Saru. Doug, Doug Jones. Yeah, Doug and uh, Commander Saru now from uh, Star Trek Discovery. Right. Yeah. Which, I need to catch up on that. Um. But no, that wasn't that wasn't Doug. Um, the actor for Demogorgon was Mark Steger. Okay. The internet has proven itself useful once again. I, I didn't no just idea. give him the part after all. I had to send in his demo. <laughs> yes? Yes, his demo Gorgon. You're fired. <laughs> well, and the thing is, is I, I love that the demo Gorgon, <coughs> the big bad from this one, is the minion. Essentially, yeah. More or less. <laughs> you know. We find out later on as a minion. It's very much an end of episode one moment where it's like, D- but did we defeat the master or the apprentice? Right. But <laughs> um, now this is something that we've gone to, you know, everybody makes a big deal about, you know, uh, um, Eleven and uh, Egos. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You realize Egos are not the first thing she eats. She no, has... fries is the first thing she eats. Fries, like... hamburgers... Um, but it's the thing that she is like totally obsessed with, which is why it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and and when you think about that, it's what um, it's Mike first thing Mike gives her. Yeah. Right. She connects it with Mike. Mm-hmm. Ah, that's a good point, actually. Yeah, it's something that again, it's one of those details. There yeah. are other things. I mean, she loved ice cream. Right. You know, had a chance to go for ice cream. But this is amazing. You should be very proud of this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very um, but yeah, she connects it. I think she connects it with Mike and the first time that she actually felt safe. Right. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, they're uh, like her edible security blanket. Exactly. Exactly. Um, the drink I had tonight was supposed to be garnished with a waffle, but I didn't want yeah. to buy waffles. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and I'm watching that scene where he's taking that downstairs and he's pulling it out of his pocket. Why am I going, my God, that was unsanitary. <laughs> what had to have been stuck to that? Oh, you've never eaten pocket waffles before? <laughs> You're too good never, for pocket waffles? I'm never, not really a fan of waffles. I was prepared to respond to a text that you were going to be feeding us waffles tonight because Stranger Things. <laughs> Hashtag Team Pancake. <laughs> yeah. You don't like French toast either, so... You smell like breakfast food? <laughs> I, he loves bacon. Many. He loves bacon. It, bacon, bacon is not strictly breakfast. Bacon is just food. Thank True. you. <laughs> bacon is a food group. Anyways, um, but th- there are things like that. One of the, that they one of the really five food groups. Beans, <laughs> bacon, whiskey, and lard. I'm sorry, four. But, uh, <laughs> but Atlantis? Um, Atlantis. <laughs> what now? Good old cookie. <laughs> uh, Atlantis, The Lost Empire. A very underrated Disney movie. Oh, yes. Okay. Cookie said, I got the four food groups. I got beans, bacon, whiskey, and lard. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... Hell is cilantro. You got little subtle things like that. Um, you know, throughout the series, you see uh, Hopper has that little blue thing around his wrist. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, totally macho dude has this, you know, dainty little blue thing around his wrist. Yeah, it was apparently his daughter's hair tie. His yeah. daughter's hair tie before she before she got cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, and man, that scene where he was flashing back to her in the hospital was just heartbreaking. Too. Oh God, yes. That this, if you let it. Stranger Things will rip your heart out and yeah. stop all over it. 
um, yep. and it will make you cry. My only complaint was that it was two episodes too long. Really, yeah. they could have. Com- I felt like the buildup was just a tiny bit too slow. Yeah, and and just I don't know because I I was able to forgive it a lot because I was able to immerse myself in. You know, getting on my bike and riding around. Yeah, for I love sure. I love the story, even the slope parts. I was just in mm-hmm. love with it. Yeah, and, 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 and it didn't it was, feel slow to me because I loved it. Yeah, it was something you. It was. It's a trip back to the eighties. I cared. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, and and the power lines because the kids had totally different. Uh, you know, the the, the party had totally different. Um, um, landmarks than anybody else. Because they got around in very different ways. Well, and they did the whole, like, uh, walking along the railroad tracks thing, which was very stand-by-me homage, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And, um... But yeah, they have their own little shortcuts and, like, and routines I, and stuff. Yeah. Well, and, and then there was when Jonathan went into went to Indianapolis. Oh, my God, his dad lived in a shithole. Yep. But it was a realistic shithole. Man, he had a really nice car because that was what he cared about. That was what yep. he gave a damn about, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? And he had a cute girlfriend. Because that was the other thing he cared about. A cute yeah. girlfriend that was like 10 years younger than him, too. Yeah, yeah, she was like, you know, 17 almost. A teenager answered the phone. Um, and the thing is, is the other side of that is you can, you can see where him and Winona, you know, him and Joyce, would have originally been a cute couple. But, you know, they she had the you know, she committed the unforgivable sin of not staying seventeen. <laughs> she grew up, he didn't. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well yeah, she had two kids by him too. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's bound to make you grow up as a you know, as a human being. Mm-hmm. But you know, and unless you're him, then you're still just a douche. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Unless you mean physically birthing the kids. Well, being the mother. Well, one would hope being a parent either way would. Yeah. Know, but sometimes it doesn't. Well, you can have kids and still not be a parent. Uh, this is also true. <laughs> but, uh, but I'm yeah. An, I'm an uncle. <laughs> I'm a grandfather. I skipped the whole parent phase. Um, but, yeah, I mean, and it's just one of the, so many good little details, you know. Um, the junkyard. It was just a fantastic set. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I love the whole bat with nails in it thing. That was just yeah. so cool. Yeah, I, yeah that's, that's an old It's school. nice seeing Negan's backstory. <laughs> no, no, no. Negan's back it still has chains around it. <laughs> yes. It has a uh, chain link, specifically. It's barbed wire. Barbed wire. Bar-bar. That's what I mean. Barbed wire. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. Chain link. It evolves. Lucille evolves. I'll admit. <laughs> Yeah, well, you dr- once you drive nails... You Otta, if you feed it enough blood. <laughs> once you drive nails through a baseball bat, it really can only be used for one thing ever again. Because yeah, if you ever remove those nails, the baseball bat just yeah. fucking falls apart. Yeah, and, if you, and if, you hit it, if you hit a baseball with that, it's not going very far. It's no. <laughs> but that is... There's a reason that the mob used that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. It's very effective. Yeah. It's super effective. You use bash. It's you use the wrong kind of nails. Yeah. With like 16 penny nails. I mean, this thing's a fucking mace. No no bat should have actually survived having that many massive spikes driven through it. No, no it shouldn't have, but... But it looks great on screen. Yeah, it yeah. really does. <laughs> really does. And, uh... <laughs> and it, it makes a reference... It, 
Yeah, I can't wait till we talk about season two. <laughs> yeah, because they, they built so hard on season one. Uh, it's just amazing. Yeah, the thing about season two, I mean, I'm not going to get into specifics because we're still in season one, but I would just suffice it to say that with all the exposition and a lot of character development out of the way, they have more time to just kind of play in that sandbox. Yeah. And kind of expand on the characters and yeah, stuff. Yeah, and, and they fo- and some things become focused. But, yeah. They, they have a lot more fun with everything. Everything, yeah. yeah. Um, and there, there, I mean, there is an episode, there's an entire episode in season two that takes place completely outside of Hawkins. Mm-hmm. You know? Expanding and, the universe. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, and it, it's it basically, it's, uh, it's Eleven's Dagobah is really what it is. Yeah. <laughs> in season one, I don't mar- remember... I remember Eleven flipping a van, but I don't remember the context. They were they being were, chased. They were being okay. chased. They were on bikes, and the and the and the directors decided to not not completely rip off ET. Yeah, where she basically flips the van. Legends of Tomorrow did that. Yeah, yeah. Was there there were team. there were two possible options for what was going to happen. <coughs> either the bikes, either went. the bikes were going to go over, <laughs> or the van was. Right, yeah. one or the other. <laughs> yeah, and they, they totally hellboyed that shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know, and I love the whole. They did that scene so well that I was willing to forgive the fact that there was a second van behind the first one. <laughs> you know. Not not the one that she flipped. There were two behind. There were two coming up behind them, and a third coming up from the front. There was not another one behind coming from the front. From mm, the front. Okay. There were a total I'm, of three vans. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, because okay, I'm I'm conflating when I see her staring forward, doing the you know doing the intense you know yeah. <laughs> when to fuck up the world stare, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I can see two vans behind them. Yeah. Yeah, but still, like I said, there's the van behind them. It should the other one should have it should have landed on one of the vans behind them, you know. Yeah, but still, it was it was not a spectacular. They only had scene. enough money in the budget to fuck up the one man. man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that that was a spectacular scene. And I love how all the kid, you know, everybody's like, like watching. Holy it. crap! <laughs> yeah, you know, because they don't they stop for a second, and be like, wow, and someone and isn't Lucas feel go? Yeah, yeah, run. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Well, and and. I love how in the end, actually, it's Lucas who figured, who goes and gets the intel that you know brings, that actually kind of validates. I think something that uh, about Eleven, kind of brings him into brings him into her court. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's like, the one who's against her. Yeah, he goes. He goes and finds out. Oh, right. She didn't want us to try and break into the military base. Yeah. Okay. I guess that's fair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she really was trying to protect us. She's not she's not the bad guy. She just doesn't have the best yeah. communication skills. Yeah. And Matthew Modine, oh, talking about characters that I love to hate. You know, on the one hand, he kind of cares in his own sick twisted way about Eleven, but only so far as she furthers his The scientist, yeah. Dad. yeah. Dr. Papa. Brenner. Yeah, Brenner. Dr. Brenner. <laughs> Um, you know, because, it, you know, but then you throw a soldier into the upside down and he's in danger. Get him out! You know, but, you know, he's like, oh, get him out. He's all worried. But, you know, let's lock, let's lock this, you know, this kid, this 10-year-old girl into a, uh, into a, um, into an isolation chamber full of water, but we can't see her. 
you know, and and make her do shit. Well, it's a sensory deprivation chamber. There are other ways to do that. She was. It was a vertical chamber with her inside it in a you know in a most sense depth chambers even from the eighties. Yeah, it was very different than the one that they kind of. Yes, I know, but it was impromptu one. But that was what they were trying. They was going for. They had it vertical so that when she ended up where she was supposed to go, she would be on her feet. Right. Yeah. By the way, I feel it 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 bears a mention that. Oh, why am I drawing black? Mr. Clark, that's right. The the uh, science teacher guy. He he begrudgingly interrupts his date to explain how to put together a sensory deprivation chamber. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, oh, um, my my eternal thanks to MK Ultra, one of the most fucked up uh, science experiments to ever have been officially to ever have been run by the U.S. government because it was a very real thing. Yeah. Um. My, my hat's off to it again for, once again, providing great fodder for bullshit ser- uh, theories. Yeah, for, uh, for conspiracy theories yeah. that, you know, that within their context are real. Yeah. I mean, another great example of MK Ultra being used for to great uh, dramatic and somewhat comedic expense, uh, the movie The Men Who Stare at Goats. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. <coughs> I'm a Jedi. That's very much snakes in a plane, isn't it? And it's like, yep, that's the plot. Mm-hmm. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah um, the entire plot is explained in the title. <laughs> we got, like, six minutes left. David Morgan was cool. Eleven <laughs> blows, like, rips him apart at the atomic scale. Yeah, which was awesome. It was. Pretty badass. I liked how it was tied with the last rock, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah. that scene. So that all the kids think for a second, man, we're awesome. But oh wait, no, it's it's eleven. It's eleven. Yeah. It's like that scene in Saving Private Ryan where Tom Hanks shoots the pistol and the tank blows up, and then he looks up and sees the airplanes. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, okay. Well, I mean, I guess it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, but still, I thought it was a it was a good um, it was a good ending too, where it was like. You know, there's still unresolved stuff. There's mm-hmm. still like, what a twist. Yeah, but it, Will it's coughs like, up a slug and yeah. sees the and sees the upside down for a split second. It's both resolved and not resolved at the same time. And yeah, you know, and at so that time they had not announced that there would be more. Yeah, when they wrote it, they weren't sure if there was going to be a season two or yeah. not. Yeah, and now we're getting at least four. Wow. wow. That should see them into high school. <laughs> wow, those kids is. Fresh. Yeah, well, I mean, they they better get cracking because those yeah. kids are growing quick. Those, yeah. Well, on well, the upside, well, those kids are not going to have to worry about money. No. Well, like ever, if they're even in, remotely intelligent with it, yeah. and or their parents don't steal it all. Yeah, that's always a big if when people get famous yeah. young. So. Yeah. But yeah, they. Hopefully. They like I said they they set it up. They left enough open doors, you know. Because you think everything's done, and then Will coughs up that slug. And I was going, there's got to be a season. Well, not only that, but you see Hopper, like, setting the ego down. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and you know, it makes, makes me wonder, you know, because they were saying, you know, you did something, you know, we did something for you, now you do something for us. You know, <laughs> yeah. and they, and they kind of leave that line season two. You know. Well, there's plenty of uh, shows or movies where they'll leave off with something like that, and then the sequel or the next season doesn't touch on any of that cliffhanger well, stuff. Well, they, I mean, this they is... They cover a, all of that. It's not really a spoiler. In the next season. 
But it's essentially, hey, you help us keep it quiet, and we don't, you yeah. know, like, throw you in a dark box or kill you. Yeah. Like, that's the yeah. deal, basically. Essentially, yeah. we don't kill you or... We don't kill you or throw you in a dark hole and throw away the key, and yeah. you keep the stuff quiet. Yeah. That's basically the deal. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, they participated in the cover-up. It was yeah. mostly it. Reluctantly, but all the and, same. And part of that cover-up is what happened to Barb. Yeah. Because they all know what happened to her now. Mm-hmm. I always, I, I kind of felt like perhaps the reason nothing really came of the you got to do something for us is because the person he struck that deal with was Dr. Brenner, and Dr. Brenner is very most sincerely dead at the moment. Uh, the, the, or at least it really seemed like he was. Well, the deal was made at the end of the uh, season, essentially, and it was made with the company, which was not owned by him. He just worked there. In any case. Um, wow, we talked for an hour and a half about a thing that I didn't even very much like, but had a lot of good things to say about. <laughs> That's the thing, like, I we like... good taste. I liked it artistically. Yeah. Well, there's enough just, artistic to Just enjoy. the... I... The pacing was bad. And, you know, and I'll give In it In my that. opinion. I'll give it that. You know, the pacing for a lot of people would have been bad. For me, it was just right. That's fair. You know. I'm not, yeah, as, as my yeah. old Latin teacher would say, because I know Madge is listening, the gustibus non despitandum est. There is no taste. accounting for taste. In matters um, of taste, there's no... Uh, yeah. In matters of taste, there can be no argument, is the, yeah. techni- is the more accurate uh, yeah. uh, translation. But, yeah. but Madge would always say, there is no accounting for taste. Uh, yeah, that's a 50 <laughs> version of it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you're crazy for having that view. Like, yeah, if there is one thing I would point out that I would expect someone to have an issue with or that I might say is on my list of qualms about it, that would probably be it. Yeah, the pacing... It's close enough, and I'm engaged enough with it that I didn't care that much. Yeah. But I could see I could see it being too slow. I got, I got <laughs> bored. I want, because I had had enough tension buildup by episode six that I wanted, that I wanted to, to go ahead and get the release, the release of the tension that... Good, that good thriller horror things do. I wanted the climax. Let's make this sexual. Um, <laughs> Let's get Dr. Phil involved. I had built up enough tension, I wanted the climax already. Um, Not be- far play, damn it. Because that's, what, uh, because that's what good thrillers are all about. It's the, the, the build up and release of tension. Right. <laughs> that and it being close to midnight. Stranger Things, cool emphasis on strangers. Stranger danger. Um... But yeah, so, but watch. yeah, I will watch season two. Um, so we will not be doing season two next week. We'll probably be doing Thanks. either the Punisher or the Justice, or League. Justice League. Yeah, I mean Thanksgiving is until Thursday. It isn't until yeah, Thursday, Thursday, so thus so, yeah. people are going to be leaving that week. Um, I will. Well, I will be, but I won't. You know, that's not going to affect recording. Okay. Uh, we'll we'll talk about it on Sunday, I guess. Um, but yeah, uh, next week I'm not sure whether it'll be Punisher or Justice League. It'll be some really we, great show. We will have watched both of them, I'm sure. Something comic related. But at the same time, yeah, um, we'll see. Yep. Uh, this has been Neil. The Tony Tube Leader Ben, Mike, and Wookie. Next right, week, uh, Geek Anthology. This podcast is a production of Working Theory Productions. 
it was brought to you by the letter D and the number 31. Opening theme is Ultra Mega Hyperstorm, and ending theme is March of the Mind, both by Kevin MacLeod. Interstitial this week was Eradicator by Dream Reaper. Check out the whole song, plus others, at dreamreapermusic.bandcamp.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, or know someone who would, please consider sharing it on your social media, sending us an email, or leaving us a comment. We read all of them. If you really enjoy this podcast, please consider supporting us, either by donating on our website, or at Patreon, at patreon.com slash workingtheory. A final thought. The Department of Energy isn't out to get you. It's really the Council of Thirteen you have to worry about. 